Right now in the United States, as you know, there is a massive, massive outcry over a leaked draft opinion from the United States Supreme Court that says um, there is enough votes on the court um, to uphold a Mississippi law that would ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, overturning the 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling that legalized um, abortion nationwide in the United States. Now, it's let's set aside the fact that there is a body in the United States called the Supreme Court that is there with the sole purpose of determining the constitutionality of laws in that country. Um, because that's not what the Supreme Court has become. The Supreme Court has become a completely and utterly politicized body that will decide whether laws go ahead or do not go ahead based completely on partisan politics. Nothing else, right? We talk about who gets nominated, who gets confirmed, and we know how they're going to rule on cases before the facts are even presented. We know, based on their political leanings, um, how this is going to shape up. It's it's mind-blowing to me. It's absolutely crazy uh, the way that this this body operates and how, essentially... It's uh, it's an arm of whatever government is in power in terms of stacking the court and making sure that their laws are supported on a political basis. It, it's crazy. It really and truly is. But here we are. Um, and that's where we are in terms of this Roe v. Wade decision. Now, it's not a decision. This is a draft opinion. So let's get the lay of the land. Let's get the facts around this, and then we can talk about it. We're going to be joined now by um, Matt Lebo. Matt is a department chair and a professor in political science at Western University. Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Sure. This all, of course, goes back to, as I said, Roe v. Wade back in the 1970s, almost 50 years ago to the year. Um, Let's just define what was that case that started all of this and legalized abortion in the U.S.? So that was a case that established that states um, could not pass laws and enforce laws that restricted a woman's access uh, or right to abortion. And since then, there have been um, other laws and other cases that have, you know, put some further definitions around that about what um, what access is available during you know first trimester, second trimester, right. third trimester, and but essentially it, it said that states could not uh, restrict abortion. Now this document that came to light through some reporting by Politico in the United States over the weekend. It's not a Supreme Court decision, right? What exactly is this document? So it looks like this is a working draft of the decision um, written by Justice Alito. And it, it, I mean, we imagine that he would not have written this if he wasn't writing the opinion of the court. It's written as though he has been assigned the opinion and that the opinion means at least five justices are for overturning uh, Roe v. Wade. Um, so it, it, it's still something that, that perhaps would be circulated amongst the justices in the majority that would be worked on and the language and all that. But the one thing that's really clear is that uh, the opinion is there to overturn Roe v. Wade. The votes are there and that that, um, that decision is being overturned. Right. Next question. Why? Uh, Is this before the Supreme Court? As you say, Roe v. Wade back in the 1970s. Why is the Supreme Court having this in front of them right now? Uh, You know, throughout American history, the um, laws are interpreted and legal uh, precedents can be overturned. And sometimes that's positive 
sometimes it's negative and you know that's that's your point of view so brown versus board of education which desegregated public schools and public entities in the united states overturned a previous supreme court decision uh from uh, the 1890s so no cases is forever settled or no no laws forever settled there's a, a new law in mississippi there's many more new laws it gives the supreme court the opportunity to review this key case they're deciding to overturn it. And very much, the, I mean, the, the justices, the five most conservative justices in the Supreme Court, this is their you know, number one target of why they were put on the Supreme Court in the first place. Right. Exactly. I mean, which is another issue altogether. Um, now, the document that we saw, it doesn't ban abortion in the United States. There is a distinction there, right? What it does is returns control to the states. Is that correct? That's right. So we would see, I guess, would it be a patchwork potentially where some states would decide they, they, they do want to ban abortion and others would say we don't? Is that ultimately what could happen here? Uh, it's going to be extremely complicated. I think the moment that Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion will become illegal in something like 17 states where they have already passed laws. Access to abortion will be drastically reduced in those states. But there's beyond that, there's, there's also laws that have enforcement about women within their states seeking abortions in other states. So it's not just that, you know, a woman in, in a state where abortion is, there's no access to it or it's illegal, that, that she would leave to go to a different state. It's that there might be penalties for her leaving and going to a different state and or coming to Canada for, um, for access to abortion. So it's, um, it's going to be extremely uh, complicated. Yeah, and and unpleasant. It's gonna it's gonna be an absolute battle, no question about it. There's a there's a lot of people out there saying, and this is just the start. You mentioned precedents when you make changes like this in terms of constitutionality and what the states control, and you know people say, well, gay marriage is next on the agenda. That's also why they were put on the Supreme Court. Could this be the start of these kinds of changes based on what we're seeing around Roe v. Wade? Absolutely, and so again, what was leaked is that is written by one justice, and we don't know whether, to what extent, the other justices agree with, with what's written in that opinion. But the way that that opinion is written by Alito, he talks about uh, rights that are not specifically in the Constitution, and that includes the right to privacy. And so if, if this is, turns out to be five justices on the Supreme Court saying that the, the Constitution does not include a right to privacy, then that leads you down all sorts of other roads. Um, contraception, same-sex marriage, um, uh, interracial marriage, yeah. um, uh, sodomy laws, all sorts of things that, you know, the last 50 years, um, civil rights have, have gradually improved in the United States. All, many, many of those could be rolled back. And the timeline on this, and like we say, this is not an official ruling from the court. It's a, it's a document that indicates where they would vote, um, but they, that might come to a vote before the session ends by midsummer, right? So it probably has been voted on already, yeah. but it would be announced in June. And in then June. the moment that it's announced, then state laws that restrict women's right to um, abortion would go into effect that day. Yeah, a bunch of trigger laws, as they're called. Matt, thank you so much for walking us through that. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. That is Matt Lebo. Matt is a department chair, professor of political science at Western University, just giving us the actual facts of how this works. Um, it's, I, I don't know, I, I've talked about U.S. politics before, and I think we really need to 
draw the line between U.S. and Canada, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. But I, I take a look at what's going on in the United States, and it just seems to me like it's it's hurtling backwards at at a really rapid pace. And I know there's some of you in the audience that are happy to see that that are, want things to go um, in, back into a more conservative area. You know, and, and you're, you're entitled to your viewpoint, but you need to talk about the overwhelming vast majority of Americans and Canadians are not on board with this. This is, this is a minority dictating the law to the vast majority in the United States. Now, what does that mean in Canada? That's another discussion altogether, because you've seen a number of Canadian politicians getting into the fray on this, right? Why? Is it an issue in Canada? Is it something that we need to be fighting about in this country, or is it just another one of those wedge issues? 